What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Purple bling bling. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 140 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck, we got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. the gamer stepdaddy. What's going on, man? Man, Not much. Just uh, happy to be here to celebrate our 140th episode. Can you believe that? One, four, oh. One, four, zero. Wow. One, four, zero. Yeah, you know, I figured I'd say that because like, most people would be all like, oh my God, it's 150, yay, but I think 140 is pretty special too, you know, yeah. so, so I'm going to give a little love to 140. The 40s get overlooked. Yes. They really get, they, they really do get overlooked. They do. Uh, the, the biggest, you know, your your big birthday seemed to, I, th- I think the big birthday, it used to, used to be 40 when I was a kid. But I think 50 has overshadowed the 40. Yeah. I think people make a bigger deal about that. But uh, I agree. <laughs> but I'm happy to be here as always, you know. And, and thank you again to everyone who tunes in and listens every week. Really appreciate you. Indeed, indeed. Of, of course, our show is a no go without Trader Joe, aka the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Uh, I gave in to temptation. I have ordered the latest cruising game on the switch we were talking about it last night but uh yes i almost did i almost did awesome. but without the online play i was like yeah uh the know. digital foundry video that popped this morning on it like you know it was just like that wasn't that's enough and then the seeing the recommendations and the good reviews for it so it so, looks like a good game. It does look like a good game. Yeah, Cruising Blast is in base. Yeah, yeah uh, Best Buy has it for forty with a ten dollar gift card coming back. So to me, it's like okay. And I got it had thirty five bucks in certificates, so it's just like five dollars with ten dollars back. Okay, I'll take it. Thank you. So I got let, I got uh, I got the new Tales game for five bucks. Oh, you did? Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, because using the. Trade-ins, or are you talking about the best? I had games? I had two trade-ins, and I had ten dollars in certificates. Oh, good deal. That'll work. That's awesome. Get your deals. Get them. Get them. Get them. Get them. Get them. Yeah, no, I charge everything on my Best Buy credit card, and then basically rolls over to points. So, mm-hmm. and then I just use that to sometimes buy games on the cheap. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's really That's good awesome. because Best Buy, once you like hit. $2,000 in um, purchases, and that includes credit card charges on your Best Buy Visa. Basically, you get like a uh, free shipping, you get 45-day price match, and you know Trader Joe, he's all up in that business. He sees a cheaper price somewhere, and he's all uh, initiating online chats and getting his price difference refunded, so... I want, I want my 30 cents. I want my 30 cents. I want my $10, <laughs> my $2. I think the least amount uh, I did one time was like $2. But that's like Wow, man. Wow. <laughs> man, I'm not $2. surprised. Don't get me wrong. I'm not surprised that, that you did that. But 
you know, you know. sitting on my ass for like uh, 10 minutes browsing and, the internet <laughs> and chatting with this random person. It's like, you know. And somehow the Jews get the uh, stereotype that they're frugal. I don't understand. You know, Joe's half Jewish, right? <laughs> he, he is. I didn't know. <laughs> what are you doing thought, to my people? <laughs> I thought you're 100% Italian, man. Yeah, no, my, mom, my mom is German, Irish, and dare I say it, Jewish. So. Oh. Yes, he's actually, yeah. he's actually, you know. So it yeah. comes, it comes honestly, right? <laughs> it, it's in my blood. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, my, my my mother's maiden name was like Roth, which is shows short for Rothschild. So yeah. All right. Yeah. I did not know that. I did not know that. Well, uh and this is not the Ancestry.com podcast. <laughs> no. We are gaming vessels, so we are gonna move on into our first topic on our docket, which as always is gonna be the playlist. So, Des, you're on deck, man. What you been playing? All righty. So, what have I been playing? Um, I've been going through uh, a lot, uh, a lot of couple. I mean, a lot of games actually. I've been trying to do uh, a few different games. I mean, there's always the staples that you always play. Uh, the staple that was one of those staples is Alien Fire, Aliens Fire Team Elite. Again, like I said last time and the last couple of times, game is great. If you haven't been playing it, you really um, are missing out. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's just that, it's just that really fun kind of rinse and repeat gameplay. Um, and like I said before, I think the developers have given it just enough love to show that they are um, passionate about this project and they are going to continue to give updates, which they are. Um, you know, last time they gave a, a a new class, free and as well as new weapons. So I do think that this is a game that that they're just going to be pouring a lot more into. And um, I'm really interested in new missions. However, I have not finished the main campaign yet. Um, so I still have more to do. Been a fantastic game. Love playing with uh, with Joe and with you, Kev. Um, it's great running around. I play a, a um, the tech guy, and you guys are usually demolition. So you guys are usually running in and blowing shit up, and Joe's you know, jump in and screaming, oh my god, oh, ah! you know, so that's kind of fun, you know, to listen to him do that, so, um, but yeah, fun game, really enjoying it, uh, also still playing uh, Rage 2, I probably am in line to, to actually beat it, probably won't 100% it, but it has really, it, it's really kind of captured my, my want, um, so, which basically means that I'm most likely going to be, uh, probably beating it at this point but i'll keep you i'll keep you posted it's just that kind of fun little uh single player game that i can put in it's not too hard um and i like the exploration uh for it so i most likely will be uh probably going to be beating it i'm i'm kind of far into it now that i think that that this one deserves to be beaten um and then i went back to an old game that Joe and I used to play, and that old game was, uh, or is, Titan Quest. Uh, both of the DLCs, uh, Ragnarok and Atlantis, were on sale for ten bucks a piece, and um, I know I can get those on um, on Steam. However, uh, they don't have com controller support on Steam, and I really like playing it with the controller. So I went ahead and bought those. I know Joe bought those as well. 
and I started fresh. So I don't know if I think Joe wants to start fresh as well with me and having a multiplayer uh, a multiplayer uh, session with that. So we have our our solo character and then our multiplayer character, and then we can you know basically play the game together. And when you're saying starting fresh, you talk about starting from the main base game, right? Yeah, the base Titan Quest game because you can actually start playing the 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 two other games. Um, and they bump you up in level and make you uh, because when you when you when you when you see the disclaimer, it says this is for um, seasoned or experienced players. And even though we are experienced players, I took that as to you know, as to this is people who have, you know, um, who have beaten the, the, the main campaign and 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 are at a certain level because that's what they do. They boost you up to a certain level. And I said, well, I never beat this game. I got to the middle of the second chapter second act but it's a pretty long game i was very surprised by how long it is but yeah i think last time i kind of left off i was like in the third chapter in asia i was like going towards japan yeah yeah because we're we you go to egypt after this and then and then japan and so it's just kind of like okay but um but yeah I, i figured joe and i are probably going to be playing that game uh together and that should be pretty fun i'm i'm looking forward to it um and then lastly, I bought the I bought a new game. Um, the game I bought was Blightbound. Um, I bought that, um, and it's kind of, it's a hack and sh- hack and slash by uh, released by Devolver Digital. And then you it's an online game where you can play with two other people or bots, and it's a hack and slash. You play a wizard, a well a, a healer, DPS, and a tank. So you have your warrior your scoundrel or rogue and you have your 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 wizard and you run around these procedurally generated uh dungeons collecting other people well the kind of cool thing about it is you get different characters that you can that you can um free from the dungeons and then you can play those characters once you complete the dungeon you'll get a character and what blightbound means is whenever you go out into the world you become blighted and so you have to switch out different characters. So, so you can't play the same character over and over again because they'll get sicker and sicker and sicker, you know, and um, they become quote unquote blighted. And and but you can when you're playing multiple when you're when you're playing with multiple people, you have to have one of those three. Um, and so you can't have like a party of all mages or a party of all fighters. You have to have one of the three. And so uh, you can. uh pick the one the three that you want and you can just you know it'll randomly if you want to be matched up with anybody it'll randomly um match you up with with a with a team uh who's missing that other that third person you know or you can just play with the bots and just play the story but uh it's been pretty fun so far i've only played it for about two hours last night did the tutorial did the first dungeon got a new guy and um and i'm looking forward to it i think it's going to be a a pretty fun game um, I think it has just just enough RPG elements um, in your settlement. Um, uh, uh, the settlement kind of plays like a, a hub that you, as you progress and you level up, you can level up your characters. Each of the each of the twenty characters, I think there's twenty characters that you can find in the dungeon. You start off with three, one of each, and then you can find other ones as you're as you're fighting. And the game is hard. The game the game is 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 kind of hard. I kept dying on the first dungeon. Um, as people as waves of enemies come at you, but but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot right now. And I think Joe, you got it, 
and I know that we can probably play together uh, once you get far enough. But, but yeah, uh, I, I dabbled in it last night, but then you know, Mr. Yeah. Sandman came, you know, ex yep. exit Joe into my bed off the yeah. Never Never Land. Yep. So. Yep. Sandman came and sprinkled some dust in your eyes, and you were out cold. So, um, but that's all I've been playing. Um, Joe, what have you been playing, buddy? Uh, usual stuff uh, with some extra stuff mixed in, of course. Uh, uh, still playing Fantasy Star Online to New Genesis on that. And so I was actually it was playing just a second ago before I signed on. And uh, um, I, I, I got my like, you know, I was do, you do a daily scratcher in the game to get like cosmetics for free and whatnot. You know, we talked about this on the show previously. It's like, how in the hell can they see, you know, if you got like vampire teeth or something, but I, I got it's for the, uh, you, Joe. It's just for me. Yes. It's for uh, you to see how cool you are. And you're like, yes, I got my vampire teeth. Rar, I'm a vampire. Rar, I can do this. Rar, you know, that's what it's about, Joe. I know, but, you know, <laughs> I, I scratched my scratcher, and lo and behold, I have 11 star, super the greatest item, cosmetic. And it was a golden grill. I give my character. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. A golden grill, yes. Yes. <laughs> there you go <laughs> wow I, that that sounds awesome dude i really yeah, hope that so. you're able to, okay i i really hope you're able to to get all the grills that you need and <laughs> wow uh, gotta give it up to sega man you, you know you, get, you gave that content for me for free you know i'm mm. addicted i need i need some more give me some yeah. more I mean, you play every day. So, well, I haven't played every day this past week. So, but uh, I'm very surprised that you haven't. Yeah, no, I think the other night I was like, okay, let me play my PSO2 dailies, and it's like, uh, I'm just gonna play some Dragon Quest, and that's the next game I've been really uh, plugging away at Dragon Quest 11 S. Uh, yeah, you have, and you've been really loving that game. Yeah, so it's it's been good. I got um, the two twin sisters magic sisters in my party now on there without getting into any spoilerific things but uh i'm on my quest i'm on my quest so i also been playing aliens fire team elite with you des of course we're kind of slow rolling our way through the game i know others that we've uh, played with like ace black have already finished the game but it's like uh i just been kind of we've been progressing together, you know, so I haven't, you know, we just get, did the first mission on the third tier of missions on there. And so I'm anticipating getting into the subsequent missions and then beating the game so we could start getting into the horde mode as well. So, um, also just, uh, kind of been in a racing mood. So I, I checked out Carmageddon max damage. I'm a big Carmageddon fan from, back in the day and i have no idea why i'm a big carmageddon fan but i am but <laughs> um, yeah you're like yeah i'm gonna run over this woman with a in her in her wheelchair or something and i'm like wait what joe yeah uh, games like <laughs> not politically correct and it's like almost to the opposite side where um it's almost dumb for the sake of being dumb and it's just like okay you know i played it back in the day because it was just fun to play but you know imagine a lot of uh physics based like racer where you know basically you could go through the checkpoints if you want 
you could take out all of your opponents if you want, or you could rack up enough points by running over pedestrians <laughs> to where you're able to complete uh, the okay. race on there. So when you could go through the uh, um, maps, and the maps are kind of open-ended where you could drive off anywhere if you want and go explore and whatnot, but you have like uh, weapons to lop off pedestrians' heads. You run over power-ups so that they start dancing, of course, and you can run them over while they're dancing and all this other stuff. And then um, there's another power up where they could uh, swarm your car so the pedestrians are wanting to die. You know, so, so, it's, so like it, it's like Death Race 2000, the game. It basically is. Yeah, this is like an old series from back in the 90s. There was even like, uh, uh, I think there was a N64 version of Carmageddon, but it was mainly on PC because back in the day it was quote unquote controversial or whatnot, you know, you know, Carmageddon 2, I remember had an M rating and an Iron Maiden soundtrack. This probably explains why I actually played it back in the day. So Yeah, you were like, yeah, I was actually, it was cool. So Carmageddon, yay, I kill everybody. Does your character look like David Carradine? Uh, He's a big, bald, like British guy, yeah, so... And the car, I actually, the car you start out with, I don't know if you're able to buy different cars. It has like a buzzsaw in the middle. So if you're able to uh, run over the pedestrian, have them like land right on the buzzsaw, it just says like, uh, cut them like bacon, you know, <laughs> right in the middle. Cut so. them like bacon. Yes. Slice. 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 I'm surprised you 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 liked it or not. You know, you didn't like. I'm 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 surprised. I'm like thought you'd be all like, you know, no. This is, this is above my uh, intellectual level, quote unquote. You know, I'm gonna I be all snooty that. and say that that this game is meant for the rednecks. And the, I didn't the, say the riffraff that. of the world. <laughs> I didn't say that. Thinking it, but I didn't say it. <laughs> piff piff, there. Look at him. Uh, I'm also um, playing the PS5 version of Wreckfest. Uh, I went back to that game just because while Desmond was playing Rage 2, I was looking for some filler and some games to play while he got his uh, Rage on before we started playing Aliens and actually got back into playing the game a little bit. So on there and um you know did a few destruction derbies on there i uh, had a lot of fun with the single player and i might get back into it i know we were playing that game off and on we would be like our friday or saturday night game where we get on and just do a bunch of destruction derbies i'd love to do that again if you guys are interested so stuff was pretty fun yeah i i, I need to go back and and re- revisit that game too so except <laughs> yeah. i still have the uh the the one that they have on the on the collection that's the is was that did that one get the ps5 update um actually the or the or the playstation plus version i'm sorry the playstation plus version the ps4 version was uh it came to ps5 as a ps plus game it was only the ps5 version of the game so Okay. So you need to, you know, obviously during that month uh, be able. Yeah, to I it. I download. I got it. Uh, well, I didn't download it, but I put it in my library, so I've got access to. It. I just couldn't remember if if it was the PS4 version. Or no, it was it was the PS5 the... version. So people that want uh, that only have PS4s out there weren't were not able to redeem it to play on their PS4s. So. Oh. Okay. So, 
in fact, if you still have your physical copy for PS4, you can probably go and go trade it in or keep it if you want to. But you don't need to have the disc in with the PS Plus version of the game. So oh, that's okay. cool. Yeah. So it's there if you redeemed it for the month. Hopefully you did redeem it to Des so we could all play. Uh, the dual sense. Yeah, Wreckfest. Yeah. I have it for the. I I never sold it, so I still have it. No, but um, did you redeem it when it was PS Plus for the month for PS5? I think I did, actually, and I think about okay. it. I mean, you could go trade your copy in if you want to. So. Okay. And then last but not least, uh, played some Wipeout Omega Collection. And, you know, that's another game where I kind of slept on when it first came out. And Wipeout's been a great series, you know. Um, I know it combines like the two uh, Vita games plus the last Wipeout game that came out for PS3 on this collection, and it's just really good good to go back to Wipeout. You know, and it's like a futuristic racer that wasn't F Zero. You know, so you know, um, I'm gonna definitely still go back to. I know there's a VR mode that's really heavily uh, like recommended too, so I'll have to see. You know, if I fire up my PSVR anytime soon but uh that's pretty much the breadth of games i've been playing i've been uh you know i'm looking forward to uh you know getting into more of my backlog and of course uh, i got a, a week vacation coming up so i'm looking forward to maybe tearing the the roof off some of some recent uh games i've got including like death loop and tales of arise and that kind of thing so well that'll be fun cool cool uh, let's see, as for me, uh, I've been I've only been playing two games. One, just a little bit of Rage 2. Uh, I cleared out, uh, I think the only thing I did in that game was I cleared out a Bandit holdout, or Bandit hideout, rather, and that's really about it. The bulk of my gaming has been spent on Final Fantasy VII Remake. I've just fallen in love with this game. I have, uh, because I, wa- I wanted to play the uh, expansion in order, and shout out to my homeboy Damon, who did some research, and he says if you want to play the games in order, or in, in the correct order, you have to start the Yuffie campaign right after you finish Chapter 12, which is what I did. Uh, without spoiling anything, the events in Yuffie, parallel what Cloud and Barrett and Tifa are doing roughly covers a certain breadth of time uh, between Reactor 1 and Reactor 2. So it, it, it's it's fantastic. Um, it just is plays similar to Final Fantasy 7. I mean, the the main crowd in Final Fantasy VII. The only difference being is that because Yuffie's a ninja, she has access to ninja magic, uh, which is her shuriken that can be imbued with elemental uh, powers. So you've got fire, ice, lightning, uh, fire, ice, lightning, and um, I think there's a fourth one. Uh, there's a fourth one. There's like an earth magic that she can use when she, uh, when you hold down the square button uh, to complete a combo, and that does like an area attack, an area effect attack, that kind of raises the 
surface of the ground that you're fighting on to do some uh what the what to build the stagger that builds stagger one of the one of the things that builds stagger and she also has a a co ninja <laughs> she <laughs> she fights with, ninja. Uh, yeah there's this guy from her because she's from the wutai the nation of wutai who <laughs> shinra is basically using well we have to harvest this mako from the planet because you know we don't ever know when we're going to go to war with wutai again because they i guess the name the I don't know if you can describe Midgar as a country or as a, just a huge city. Is like I don't know if it's city states or nation states in this game necessarily because they kind of conflate the two. But Midgar and Wu Tai were at war at one time, and the Shinra Corporation has been doing their nefarious deeds, basically saying, "Well, you never know when those crafty Wu Tai." It's got shades of racism, actually. It's it's, it's kind of interesting uh, because the Wu Tai are. Uh, very Asian looking. <laughs> there's this one part. There's this one part where the president of Shinra says, "Well, you never know." You know, you know, obviously using this as a cover. Well, we tell the people, "Well, you never know when those crafty Wu Tai will will try to attack us again." It's like, mm. oh, okay, I see what's going on. Now. Mm. <laughs> so there is some some subtle. Uh, some subtle politics <laughs> going on in this game. I, I don't know if that was present in the original because it's been so long since I played the original game. But uh, gosh, man, is this this? I couldn't recommend Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, any higher. It's just the combat systems are on point. The story is fantastic. Um, I am completely plugged into the game and I, I really haven't played anything other than that even though there's some stuff that i really want to play or have played everything has just kind of fallen off to the wayside uh, uh for final fantasy 7 remake so i'm very very late to the party but again i i must say if you have not played final fantasy 7 remake uh Wait and and you're in kind of in you're one of the many people who I'm sure are trying to get a hold of a PlayStation Five. It is worth the wait. Don't don't play it. I mean, it may be tempt you may be tempted to get started if you've got a PS4. Don't even start if you've got the PS4 Pro. Wait until you get the PS5. Uh, get the update. Get the Ufi expansion, and it it's well 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 worth the wait. That those Don't 60 frames, those 60 frames, oh, the game just moves so well. So that's what I've been playing. So we are going to move on to our next topic on the docket, which is going to be our main event. So, Dez, you got the mic, man. All righty. So thank you so much. Uh, like, like we said on our last episode, we went ahead and postponed our conversation in hopes that we would be able to get a little bit more people to talk about our question. Uh, but unfortunately, we didn't get that many. You know, I guess some people just do not like rhythm based games. So I'm just going to go over what the two other people, what the question was, what are two that we had from last week, and then we're going to talk about our favorite rhythm based games. 
So the question was, what is your favorite rhythm or music-based uh, video game? Guitar Hero, Rock Band, uh, Parappa, DDR, Samba de Amigo, plus many more. Um, let us know your favorites, and we will discuss yours and our choices on the next episode. So Gerald said, the only rhythm-based uh, game I used to play was Guitar Hero 3. It was fun for a time for me. I never played the previous installments. And back in the day, I also played Def Jam Vendetta. It had a hip hop. It had hip hop music in it, but I don't know if that counts. But I guess you guys will let me know. Uh, looking forward to hearing people's responses. Forget to forgot to mention I also played Rock Band, but preferred Guitar Hero instead. Uh, Fred French on uh, uh, Fred French twenty twenty Mr. Mustard on Twitter says I had a lot of fun with my family playing Rock Band. I still have all the plastic hardware. I should dust it off and have a reunion tour with the family. I agree you should. Um, so for me, uh, one of my favorite games was Patapon. I loved the first one and I had the second one for PETA. I still or for PETA for for uh, PSP. Sorry. And I still actually have it. Uh, the disc and everything. It was great. I bought it at a discount at Sears for like, I want to say five bucks. Um, you can get it now on uh, PSN if you want to play it and relive it. I love it because I love the music. Um, and and I don't know something about those games and and the and the beat mechanics and the rhythm mechanics were really um, were really fun. Um, I really wish that they would do more with that series because I really thought it was really innovative. Um, I did like Parapa Larapa. Um, I remember playing that at Joe's house a lot with the kick punch kick punch <laughs> and trying to play that we beat that game actually and yes. uh and uh my my last one was a uh, space channel five i thought that was fantastic michael jackson was the hidden character and it was it was a great game it was very silly uh it just was i don't know just i i think when you're when you're doing something with rhythm based games you can either do something that's completely you know, silly and pandering, or you can really kind of push, push the envelope. And I really wish that they had a bit of a resurgence now. Cause like I said, in the prior episode, uh, Joe and I and Rose and Paul and all of them, uh, we used to play uh, rock band a lot. Um, and I remember uh, when it kind of, when it all went the way of the Dodo uh, Best Buy and circuit city of all places was blowing out, uh, the boxes for like a hundred bucks like and you can get everything for like a hundred bucks and stuff so i don't know I, I wish i wish there was i wish someone would kind of do something or bring it back but i don't know i think it's something that's kind of early you know early 2000s um it was just like a fad in the early 2000s that's just not going to come back anytime soon so that, that oh. i don't want, I, I don't want to end on an i don't want to end my segment on a on a, on a sad note so joe you were going to say something yeah, no, I don't know if you know, but Harmonix is still supporting that game. There's new tracks that come out every week, so. Oh, I, oh, I know. It's just there hasn't been anything super like the greatest to come out of it in a very long time. That, that's 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 my main thing is I would love to have like a super the greatest kind of like, you know, this is, you know, Rock Band, you know, again, or Rock Band 455, and they have tons of people. It's just beautiful, but. I just know they're not going to do that because there's not really a market for it right now. And yeah. I, and I can really imagine how much those, um, that hardware cost. Oof. 
Um, it just I I just kind of see it as being really uh, really expensive. And I remember buying the guitars were really expensive and and all that stuff. So um, I don't know. I, I just see supporting it now would be really really hard. Um, but but uh, Joe, what was your like? What was some of your favorite games? Uh, there's like a lot of uh, music games in my prior history that I kind of have a uh, affinity towards. Uh, first thing, let's start with the games with peripherals, you know. So, um, I don't know if you've ever played it, Des, but uh, like Samba de Amigo with the yeah. Samba. Yeah, I played at so. your house. Yeah, in fact, I still have my uh, official Samba de Amigo. A maracas in uh, my gaming room closet. I still own them, so I'm not I surprised. Bust them, bust them out every so often. I'm kind of curious if the plastic still is intact. So I'll just double check and. Some of that stuff got sticky and it was weird. Yeah, for sure. Also, uh, Donkey Konga on the GameCube. Donkey Konga. I totally forgot about that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Donkey Konga was like a game that was an instant party on here. I was able to, you know, obviously bring it out. And, uh, you know, people have a lot of fun trying to do the synchronizations with the bongos and all that. And so mm-hmm. I definitely enjoyed that. Um, also, Taiko, uh, the um, Drum Master. Really yeah, the PS2 drum. I mean, pretty much uh, there's a bunch of other Taiko games uh, for different platforms include i think there's a couple taiko games for the switch but you know unfortunately they don't sell the drum controller at least domestically you'd have to import it so i mean pretty much uh you know i haven't checked any of those games out because of the reason i i just want to play with the drum if i'm going to play with it so and you know i do have the ps2 drum and in my backlog of peripherals to play around with but i just enjoyed all three of those games. Uh, you mentioned Space Channel 5, and yeah, Space Channel 5 is a really good uh, music game as well, just with the ooh-la-la, the protagonist. Uh, also, another uh, dream back-in-the-day Dreamcast like kind of music game, kind of from the same uh, kind of design group on there. Maybe not the same designer per se, but um, Rez. I don't know if you ever had a chance to play Rez, Dez or not. So I but, did not. Uh, yeah, Res is great. I mean, it's on the PS4, so if you really want to play, there's like a uh, kind of a great uh, remastered version, and it's also in VR as well. And it's one of the games I actually have played in VR a bit on there. And imagine like a um, corridor shooter a la Panzer Dragoon, but it's more oh, no, in a the, vector I've style. Yeah. I've seen the I've seen the play had a uh, the the gameplay and everything. It's just I've never had a chance to actually play it, play it. Yeah, I would definitely recommend you grab it on a sale or something. Check it out on your PS5 on there if you get a chance. So uh, another game I played quite a bit that was uh, musically inclined was uh, Luminous on here. And, and you know, a lot of these games were by the same designer. It's by the um, guy that uh, from Sega that ultimately spawned off and did his own studio. And let me get his name here. Yes, I, I remember Luminous as well, um, and changing, um, well, what was it, um, and um, once it, one, go ahead, I'm sorry. It's, it's a puzzle game, but it's from Q Entertainment, and it's a, uh, from this, uh, basically the guy that spearheaded a lot of these games, Rez and Space Channel 5, and um, also Luminous, it's this guy named Tetsuya Mitsu. 
Gucci on here. He's, he's also the developer, believe it or not, he did Sega Rally back in the day uh, on arcades and also on the Saturn too. So he has those kind of roots a bit on here, but he's been mainly making a lot of music games for the last 10, 15 years on there. And so he started at Sega and moved over and was doing his own thing uh, for a while on there and just doing a lot of uh, musical um, based games. I remember he did this at one game called Mateos on the DS that I enjoyed quite a bit too. It's another puzzle game. So on it, but uh, also too, just as a mention, I don't know if you ever played Amplitude on the PS2 back in the day. Did not. Or it might've been a PS3 game, but it was like a music game. We were able to switch tracks and whatnot. And it was also done by Harmonics on there. So that was another game kind of pre-rock band that they kind of did where, you know, um, you were able to switch like tracks between guitar, drums, bass and whatnot and go back and forth to do some like kind of uh, track matching on there. And that was kind of addictive to play as well. And the fact there is an Amplitude uh, that came out for PS4 not too long ago. That's pretty cheap as well, and probably give a good uh, hearty recommendation as well. So there's a lot of music games out there. You mentioned Parappa too, and Parappa is always going to be one of the games that kind of is something I always look back to. I actually imported Parappa back in the day before it came out in the U.S. because I was so excited to, to check the game out. And so I didn't really like Unjammer Limey too much, the sequel. You know, I thought no, it was okay. I. I don't know. Something about that game just didn't really... I don't know. It, it it wasn't that it was a bad game so much as it just I, I think it just wasn't really um I just don't think it was really realized. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But. As far as any of the rock band guitar hero um those type of games I was never into that much. I know I mean uh you know, we have mutual friends like Chris Brown that just like, you know, loves rock band to save his life. How dare him, you? But, we played rock band a lot. We played a little bit, but you know, we didn't play. I don't know who you are anymore. Oh yeah, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll kind of end my music games and another game, and I'll probably say is one of my best favorite music games of all time is this game called Incredible Crisis on the PS One on there. And I don't know if you guys remember this game or not. Nope, that doesn't doesn't even ring a bell. uh, It basically talks about a life of a Japanese family on there and it, you go back and play this salary man and he's like in these uh, precarious type of situations on there and uh, the soundtrack is by uh, Tokyo Ska Paradise so it's basically an entirety of the game is ska music on there so and there's a, like a kind of that a sounds rhythm, awesome. <laughs> rhythmic like um, matching type of thing uh, kind of similar to uh, uh, Samba or Parappa and so, and it's in the same kind of wheelhouse but the, the game is just phenomenal it's, it was really fun to play on there and uh, the motif with this uh, Japanese timid Japanese salaryman sitting there dancing while the like a building is like crumbling around him and stuff on there and just seeing the crazy scenarios him and his family got in. I believe there's like maybe even a, a giant monster appearance in one of the stages so, on there, you know. Sounds awesome. Is it is it is it available now? Can we still get it? Um I'm sure if you're able to find a disc, I was looking online to see. I know complete Obviously, it's in the hundreds of dollars, but I know if you just got a disc-only version of it, it's around 
20 to 30 bucks, I believe. So oh, that's not bad. Yeah. yeah, I definitely would recommend maybe flipping on some U- a YouTube video of it just to kind of see how it plays. And soundtrack's awesome because Tokyo Scott Paradise is awesome too. So cool. Yeah. All right, Kev, what's what? Oh, I'm sorry, Joe, are you, are you done? I'm done, yeah. All right, Kev, so so what are some rhythm? I, see, I know this is your favorite, you know, um, <laughs> your favorite genre of game is like rhythm. You know, games. So, uh, what, what yeah, was, for, what for a black like? man, I lack a whole lot of rhythm. So, <laughs> this, this is unfortunately not one of my favorite categories. The only two that come to mind well, there's two one that I played and one that I always wanted to play, but didn't feel like forking out the money. The one that I wanted to play and didn't, but didn't feel like forking out the money was DJ Hero. Uh, okay. I, kind of sort of was curious about a game that was kind of based on running the ones and twos. Did you have two discs or was it just one? I can't remember the, on the peripheral. I think it was two. I think it was just uh, I think two. It was two as well. Okay. So I, I was very, always very curious about DJ hero, but I never wanted to fork out the money. And the one that I played was Patapon. I oh. finished Patapon one. Fantastic. And I started Patapon 2, but never got around to finishing it. Um, I have those both those games on the Vita, so I will always have them with me. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the extent of my of my rhythm my 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 rhythm game uh, experience because the the genre as, as a whole has never really appealed to me. Mostly because of the cost of entry, especially if you needed peripherals. Which like, you did, unfortunately. Yeah, it's like that rock band. It's like, look, if I'm going to spend that kind of money, I'm just going to take music lessons and learn how to play the real <laughs> instrument. So it's like it never really it never really took off with me. Which I could totally understand. Um, I think that was the biggest... For me, I think that was the biggest kind of... Um, I don't want to say sin, but that was the biggest thing that really kind of made it made it bad was the cost of entry uh, was pretty astronomical. Um, if you were like you literally had to spend money, you know, a lot of money to get the plastic guitars. And if you played it a lot, uh, those those guitars and whatnot would uh, would kind of fall apart. Um, and then you would. um like you couldn't store them any place because they were really large, and and if and 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 forget it if you didn't have any friends, you know. So, <laughs> I mean, although some people did kind of you know play play them by themselves, but I I I just wouldn't have you know. It, it was for me. It was always a a we're going to go to Joe's house and you know we're gonna play this, and it was like great. We pop it out, you know, play it for a little bit, rock and roll, and then and then we would move on to something else. So yeah, I mean, we we only played it when you guys came over. That's the reason why I said rock band wasn't like you know it wasn't like I was sitting there jamming on my guitar or playing my drums. Like <laughs> I thought you played it all the time, actually. No, you know, I thought you'd get up and you'd be all like you know Stevie Ray Stevie Ray Vaughning it, you know, just like <laughs> yeah, you know. No. I was going to channel my inner Bootsy Collins and like slap that guitar to death. Yeah. <laughs> slap that plastic button. Yeah. Slap. slap the crap out of it. Just... <laughs> but if, if they made Funk Hero, man, I'd be all down there. Funk, <laughs> funk Hero. There you go. Very Funk Hero. We need to bring it back. 
Seriously, like if they did like a Parliament Funkadelic, the Roger and Zap edition. Oh yes, Bar- Barkays, Funk <laughs> Hero, make it happen. I know you're listening. Make it happen. I don't even know, I don't even know who owns the, who owns it now, but <laughs> well, uh, Harmonics runs rock band, so I mean, pretty much they would be the ones that throw some uh, tracks up there. All so. right, all right, Harmonics, make it happen. Make it happen. So. So thank you everybody again. Do you have something to say, uh, Kev? Or? Yeah, I, I was gonna I was gonna request to call an audible for the, our question our next question. I know sure. you usually do that, but I had I actually got this idea from a Twitter post, and I thought it was really good. And I don't think it's one that we've talked before talked about before. Let's do it. So our next question for the week: What was the console that you always wanted but never were able to get? Cool. Bonus question, bonus points if you can answer this next part. If you were able to get that console, like maybe a generation or two after the fact, did it live up to your expectation? Wow. That's gonna be a hard one, I think. You know, because I mean thinking about all the all the actual different, you know, systems out there, because I didn't get anything at all. Like my mom was like, Nope, you can't, we ain't getting this. <laughs> Why? <laughs> go, to, go to your friend's house and play it. You know? I got everything on the cheap. Anyway, so I'll save that for the I'll save that for the conversation. Never mind. <laughs> Abuse. <laughs> Abuse. I'll save for the conversation. So so okay, so one more time, Kev. What was your what was your question? Okay, what was the console that you always wanted but never got? And the second part of that, if you did get it at a later date. Or later time, did it live up to your expectation? Mm. All right, everybody. So we're expecting a lot of like sad stories and sob stories, and <laughs> you know, because I know I got a couple, but I will save it. I will definitely save them until we actually uh, have the show. So, so um, as always, uh, stay to the end, and uh, Kevin will let you know. Um, how you can um, respond to the question and possibly, hopefully, if you want, be on the show um, and uh, send us stuff as well. So uh, I look forward to talking to you all about it. So thank you again for everyone who did uh, participate, uh, Gerald and Fred French. So uh, that's it for me. Thank you. Alrighty, so we are going to move on to our next topic on our docket, which is going to be the news. Trader Joe, you got the mic. All right, good deal. Uh, first thing I want to cover is a game that will be out next month on October the 7th, so it's coming up pretty soon on here. We're looking at less than, looking at my calendar, do, do, do. Like three, two and a half weeks is Far Cry 6. So so Far Cry 6 is headed out for every console known to man, all PlayStation consoles, Xbox, and PC on October 7th. Uh, but they do have some post-launch content, some free and some paid on here. But they have detailed and it's newly re- revealed post-launch DLC roadmap on here, including appearances from Rambo, Stranger Things, and actor Danny Trejo. So... <laughs> So um, basically what they're going to be doing here is uh, uh, they are having 
things called crossover missions and post-launch offerings, including weekly insurgencies. So you got your weeklies in Far Cry now and six oh, special yeah. operations on here. So insurgencies, the weekly events uh, will be available after completing the main campaign. Will you be able to earn new gear upgrades by tracking down and eliminating a new target? somewhere on the island every seven days so you got like a kind of a hitman-esque like uh bounty to go and grab on here so um so there's going to be two special operations uh mesozico and maseo will be available on launch with four more to follow on and it could be played either solo or in two-player co-op on here and as far as for post-paid uh, content the owners of the season pass of Far Cry will be able to play as some of the series' most infamous villains, Voss, Pagan Min, and Joseph Seed across three roguelike inspired episodes on here. So players will be able to embody a different villain struggling to escape the horrors of their own minds in a brand new die and retry experience. So they're actually weaving in a roguelike into Far Cry and the DLC content on there so and so all three episodes have been given release windows on their episode one with Voss is due in november episodes two and three uh, including pagan men and joseph uh will be available in january march of next year on there also too you'll be able to get a um, copy of far cry 3 blood dragon on your ps5 or xbox series x with the season pass on there, along with a Blood Dragon set, which is a theme outfit, two weapons, a Killstar weapon charm, a Mega Enforcer vehicle, this actual doodads. I don't know if we even give a flying rat's ass about, but <laughs> I mean, on I there. And then, if you do. For sure. And uh, let me also, too, um, they let me find out some details because of course in this article it doesn't really mention anything about the J danny trejo stranger things or rambo content i definitely want to know they haven't said anything about that yet at least not from from when i when i uh was looking at stuff i didn't see anything about it so maybe it's still in the works no it's not in the works there are some details out there in fact i think uh i think after i think i let you know you were saying it's kind of maybe uh, not so uh, politically correct. So uh, Danny Trejo's mission is available oh, for free, and he's involves delivering tacos across the island with the game's protagonist Danny at his side. So, so the the launch <laughs> DLC is called Danny and Donnie versus everyone. So, no, I thought it was the the, the Stranger Things stuff, but. Yeah, yeah, Danny and Donnie versus, you know, everybody with the tacos. I mean, yeah. they should release this on a Tuesday. Yes. And then <laughs> there, there's a Rambo-inspired mission called Rambo All the Blood, and basically it features a heavily armed, cosplaying Rambo superfan in the story straight out of an 80s action flick. So, so there's no Stallone in there, but there's, like, some, like, you know, Vendejo on the island acting like Rambo and acting a fool, basically. And so, then, so we paid enough to use the Rambo name, but not enough to use his likeness. His likeness, okay. I guess that, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You can, you can say the name, you just can't look like him. Oh no, he's, he's just like Rambo to the tilt, but it's just some ran, random random. 
uh, resident of the island all cosplaying and going acting the fool. So we'll <laughs> see. I, I, wish was, I wish it was someone like Joe doing it. That'd have been awesome. <laughs> you know, Joe all dressed up like Rambo and shit. I'd be like, hey, uh, I, I think there's a screenshot out there. So it's like some skinny Latina man, but uh, you know, Joe running around. Doing hey, it. maybe for a Halloween. There you go. There you go, buddy. What's you guys' hype level for this game overall? Well, I mean, I I know you don't you don't care about reviews, Kev, but it's it's good. Early early buzz is pretty good for it. Mainly that's due to the story because um like everyone involved are like top-notch actors. <laughs> so so it's kind of like, you know, the game is is probably going to be like super secondary to the well, story. Well, yeah, exactly, like the story is probably going to be this super, you know, uh, detailed, emotionally draining, you know, drama. Um, it's Far Cry. And... I, I seriously doubt it's going to be anything no. of note. <laughs> oh, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. You know, uh, the guy playing the main protagonist is like, he's no joke, dude. You know, he's he's a pretty damn good actor. And I, I think that's the main thing. That's the main thing that's selling this thing is 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 him and and what's going on with with him and the and the and and the and the reasons behind it you know it's not just this kind of like cut and walk cut and dry thing it's like you know family and, and this and that blah 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 and i was just like oh crap okay you know? i mean I, I like giancarlo esposito as much as the next person but uh you know you know when you play this you're gonna get a map full of uh, places to go conquer and radio towers to go Oh no no! Don't get me wrong. I think the game. I think the gameplay is going to be tired. Don't get me wrong. But I think the actual story elements are is what's going to sell the game. You know, yeah. I think that's. It's definitely story over over substance, which is kind of weird when you say that out loud, <laughs> because you're kind of like you know. But it's supposed to be substance, you know. But but, but like, know, what's your guys' personal hype level? For I am not hyped about it. I mean, I will. Uh, most likely, I will buy it on a sale, like I did Far Cry Five, and I'll play it, you know, just to kind of see what's going on with it. But after that, I'm like done. I have no desire to play anymore. It's like I'm good. Hey, give it a shot. I mean, I was asking you if you wanted to play multiplayer with it once it comes out or not, and uh... I'll definitely play multiplayer with you. You know, uh, once I, you know, once it's once it's uh, went down in price, because I mean I hate to say it, but all of these all of these games lose their value like once they hit the shelf. So, so I can imagine it being being like super cheap on Black Friday. So, I'm not Depends. super cheap, but I can imagine it being like 20 percent off. I imagine it'd be like thirty, maybe thirty five bucks. We'll see how well it does at the launch or whatnot. So, I think uh, it'll sell. I think it'll sell really well, but I just I just can't see it um, being you know, like, oh my God! You know, this is like the second coming, and it's fantastic. I just don't think it's. I, I just don't think it has the legs for that personally. I just, I just don't think that that's like it's not what I want. You know, I, uh, I will play it because you probably play it, and I will buy it on a sale. That's is it because you think the Far Cry formula does not lend itself to a very in-depth drama? No, is it, is no, it no, because no. of the Far Cry? I think the Far Cry gameplay is the gameplay. Gameplay is tired. You know, I think the gameplay is 
is is tired and i don't think that they ever uh they 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 don't want to uh revamp anything or make it better and that's why i think it's you know they're willing to pay top money on actors and mocap but the actual game you're playing you played it already you you have played it already it is you know you played it when you played Far Cry 5, you played it when you played Far Cry 4. I mean, <laughs> you've played this game again, which is uh, already, which is fine, you know, if, if that's what you want to do. But but for me, you know, I just I just don't need to play the same game over again. You know, we all know it's going to happen. There's going to be things you have to take, care, take over. There's going to be people that you have to save. There's going to, you know, it, and you're going to have to liberate you know, people from a dictator. Like, this is, it, it's all the same, you know, just different stories. So that's yeah. why I can't get excited about it. Now, if they were uh, revamping, you know, making it better than, you know, or changing the gameplay up a little bit, but it doesn't even look like that. I mean, the, the adding the rogue element stuff is kind of, is kind of neat, but even that is just something small, you know, they have a formula. You know, it's like it's like Coca-Cola. Like they ain't going they ain't gonna mess with it. Like they will pay for the advertising and they will pay for like spokes spokespeople to, to like to, to do it, but no, no, they ain't they ain't messing with the formula. Mm-mm. They usually go cray cray with the um DLC usually, so but uh for me I got the um Uber Steelbook Gold edition with the season pass that's normally $110 that best, uh, Walmart put it up for $59.99, the price of the normal price game. So I pre-ordered that. And as long as I'm getting that on a price mistake, I am picking up the gold edition with the Steelbook on launch because, hey, I can't turn down 60 bucks on an originally uh, retail price, suggested retail price of $110. So yeah, that's that sounds awesome. I'm, I would do the yeah. same thing. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. why I'm grabbing it. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be buying it day one. I'd probably be waiting because I played Far Cry 5 maybe halfway. And that game, I actually wound up, I got the season pass and um, the game on a really good deal. And one, one good trick, uh, my fellow listeners, is that usually what happens at Target is that after a while, they will take the gold edition of said Ubisoft game or whatever else other publisher game and basically um, convert the gold edition to the regular SKU. And at that point, then you're able to buy the steelbook with the season pass for the same price as the vanilla version of the game on there. So a lot of times with the Ubisoft games, especially with Assassin's Creed and whatnot, um, I would wait if that's something I wanted to play, I would wait for Target to do the conversion of the skew and then go in there and keep an eye on it, you know, but you're kind of running the risk sometimes of them selling out of the uh, gold or gold edition of the game, depending on how popular it is. And obviously since I've been snagging them, you know, for the last few years, it's uh, been easy for me to do. So. There you go. So, so why the, why the question, Kevin, are you not getting, are you not interested in it or are you, just kind of seems boring to you. Or you I was just I was just curious. Okay. That's all. I'm just just curious about the a new game coming up. Uh, me personally, I tried Far Cry. I have Far Cry Five on PC, and I probably played through about a third, and I just got tired of it. 
it just got boring. That's what I mean. That's 100% what's going to happen. You know, they don't care. They already got their money and they know that and they know that people will buy the DLC, you know. And I think that's where they really kind of try to do something silly is with the DLC because it doesn't cost them anything because they're already using assets that they already have. So, you know, ironically, the last Far Cry game that I played to the end, but I didn't finish because the boss fight was retarded was Far Cry Primal and everybody hates Far Cry Primal. Like nobody likes Primal, but I I thought it was the best one of the group. For whatever reason, the idea of using cave bears and saber-toothed tigers instead of, you know, AR-15s and rocket launchers just seemed more interesting. <laughs> I think people were just mad because it, it seemed like it was more of a cash grab than anything because of uh, because of how little they changed the maps and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? People are they're like I'm all for trying to you know trying to reuse assets and stuff, but I guess they just did a little too much, and that's what kind of pissed people off. So yeah, I don't know if you knew Kevin, but the map in Far Cry Four and Far Cry Primal are yeah, they were exactly the same. exactly yeah. the same. I knew that. I knew that, but I like the idea of being a caveman using ba- giant bears and saber toothed tigers instead of weapons. Sure. There you go. That, I just thought that was really a really unique aspect. Yeah. It, I know I finished Far Cry 4, and I know towards the end it kind of jumped the shark. And I'm assuming Primal also jumped the shark with his like, last few missions as well. I think it's something they like to do in their formula for it to just go that crazy at the end. And <laughs> Yeah, why not? Yeah. You know? But again... Uh, more power to you if this is you know the, your type of thing. I will most likely pick it up on a on a sale because because I mean when I start first playing one, like I'm really into it. Like the story is the story is pretty good, you know. But then it kind of is like okay, and then you start doing the same thing, and then it's always there's there's always these set pieces that just kind of get you really like like into it. Like damn, you know, oh god, you know. And then and then it starts becoming rote, this kind of like, ugh, you know, and then and then they'll, they'll spoon speed you just little bits of like really next 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 cool stuff. And then you're kind of like, OK, and I guess that's that's most games, but at least there's got to kind of pick up the pace on some of this stuff, you know? Yeah, there's one last crossover I didn't mention reading over everything, but there's a mission with the Stranger Things, I guess, called The Vanishing. So. If people care about that, so no, I think that, I think that's gonna sell again. I think this is, that's gonna sell hotcakes. You know, for for them, that's for them that is um, that's like extra sauce. You know, it's like it's like oh, you know, we're gonna have this vanishing thing with the Stranger Things. Oh, okay, cool. Like I like Stranger Things. I'm gonna go do this. Sweet. You know, so it doesn't hurt them at all to do these things. But again, no. they're they they are getting a uh they are attaching this license to something that will help them sell it you know and that that's just good marketing you know well you guys out there listening if you're interested in far cry 6 just let us know we'll read your responses on the next show so yeah i mean let us know your thoughts you know always open all right next thing i got on the docket to talk about is that thq nordic had their 10th anniversary showcase event on here with uh, Mr. Jeff Keeley, and they announced a few things on here. And I'm kind of focusing on more on there's a couple of uh, PC only games that were announced on there. And since all three of us are not 
really in that space to talk about like you know medieval strategy games and whatnot <laughs> i'm going to focus more on the console side of the fence uh, for what they announced and the first thing they announced was a new spongebob squarepants game called the cosmic shake why are we talking here, about so. this <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm just mentioning a square. You know, I don't know if. Why are we talking is... about this, this SpongeBob SquarePants game? Are you gonna buy it? No. All right. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Am I wrong, listeners? Am I wrong? Are, are, are y'all gonna buy the SpongeBob SquarePants? Like, I like send, the show. <laughs> send your hate to gamingvessels at gmail dot com forward. Attention, this. I don't even think Gerald's kids are like, what? What's going, what? Why, why are they talking about SpongeBob? I don't know, though. I don't know. I don't know. I can't I can't say nothing. You know, kids, kids these days be up on all that. It's not my my thing, but you know, even young folks in their twenties and thirties have an affinity towards SpongeBob, I guess. So what are you saying? What are you trying to say? Because you're old. I'm old. You're you old. trying to say I'm a SpongeBob person? Hmm? No. Because <laughs> you're old. So. Oh wow. <laughs> Thanks a lot. So, no so, so talking about SpongeBob is going to make us younger. Is that what's it? <laughs> no, I just wanted to mention they announced the title. That's all. <laughs> And you actually made the uh, talk about SpongeBob even longer than I know. Uh, my <laughs> mention of it. So, way to go there, Mister. We take too long on an episode. <laughs> way to go there. So, yeah, I got nothing else to do. So, talking about SpongeBob. Yes, I love me some SpongeBob. Uh, other things that THQ Nordic has announced, uh, Outcast 2, A New Beginning, was announced. And if you're never familiar with Outcast 1, uh, this game originally came out on PC back in the mid-90s. It got like a relaunch on consoles uh, kind of uh, about a few years ago. And uh, this game for its time was really lauded as being like an innovative game as far as the voxel technology that is using so that basically you know thq nordic they'd love to go back and uh go back to old ips and this is an old ip that they are going to make a new game out of and from what they showed um it looks pretty interesting it's an open world action adventure with some third third person combat on there so we'll have to kind of see how this kind of progresses then from there i know the first outcast game uh, is available on PS Now, and it's pretty cheap if you're interested in playing the console relaunch of this game. So, Also, they announced the uh, remake for Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed on there. <laughs> so Crypto is back, and he's, you know, this is the game that's set in the 60s. So, so after the KGB book's mothership, Crypto seeks revenge, and Travels to iconic places in the U.S., U.K., Soviet Union, Japan, and even to the moon on here. So, so we'll have to see. They're using Unreal Engine 4 on PS5 to build this game up from scratch. The first game was fun. The first game remake was pretty fun. I played it. Good deal, good deal. Yeah, I, I have it in my collection. Have you played Destroy All Humans, the remastered, Kev? I have not, but I'll probably check this one out. I, it's a game that I've always, I was always curious about, but 
other games just kind of took that shine away. So I never got around to it. So I think I'll just wait for this one. Yeah, it's definitely one of those games that if you have, like, I hate to say it, but it's one of those games that if you have nothing else to play, that's really kind of like tempting you, then you can pop this in, play it for a little while and, and kind of move forward with it. It's kind of one of those games. Not to say that it's bad by by any means. It's just you, you kind of got those games that are just kind of like, OK, you know, this is kind of cool. And you can like it, it, it's like a time waster kind of game where you can just kind of put it on, play it. It's not too hard. It's funny. It doesn't take itself too seriously. And you can just get done with it, you know. So it's definitely worth it, especially if you can find it on a sale or a pretty good discount. It's definitely worth it. Gotcha. Uh, another game they announced, and the game I never, a series I never really tried too much, was uh, MX versus ATV Legends. This is Rainbow Studios again uh, doing their off-roading vehicle game, you know, motorbikes and uh, ATVs, and uh, you know, also uh, dirt buggies and whatnot <laughs> on there. And uh, looks like they have a really deep career mode on there. Have you ever been tempted to try any of these uh, games in the series, Kev? I know that they're kind of, you know, they're not Sims, so, but... uh, I played one of them. It was back on the PS3. Um, I don't remember which one it was. The one thing that stands out in my mind about the game was that the jumps were hyper-exaggerated, so I'm not even sure this. it was the same studio that's doing this that did this game back in the day but like your jumps were almost like burnout style jumps it it Mm. it was very 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 exaggerated i played that one and i played i played another one um maybe on the 360 but i mean they were okay there's nothing that really nothing that really stands out to me uh, with regards to them, to be honest, every time I play them, I just uh, <laughs> I I, I kind of wished I was playing. Uh, uh, what was that? What was that one uh, racing game that came out for PS3 at launch? Uh, Motorstorm. Motorstorm. Yeah, I just kind of wished I was playing Motorstorm. To be perfectly honest, that was it, a good game. So it gave me Motorstorm vibes, but it wasn't a Motorstorm game. So. Yeah, and I know that there's no other really company that's bringing games like this out. I mean, back in the day, you saw stuff like on PS2, like ATV Off-Road Fury and a bunch of like... Maybe that was it. Off-Road Fury. Maybe that was the one I'm thinking of. I I, I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, that was another... That was a Rainbow Studios game, but that came out back in 2001 for the PS2, so... But uh, Rainbow Studios has been at it for a while with the series. I mean, they have released plenty of games on the THQ uh, label on there. And after the THQ label kind of fuzzed, you know, went the crap then, of course, you know, it was published by Nordic Games. And then they bought THQ afterwards. So, I mean, they've been at it. It's just uh, I kind of want some one of these games to have a little bit more crossover appeal to get that like you know, burnout motor storm type of appeal and maybe it's something to possibly keep an eye on especially if there's a demo or something let's take a look at it so you know i don't want a sim motorcycle game or a motor vehicle game in that aspect so mm-hmm. so i definitely want it to be a little bit more arcadey if that's the case so 
And then the, another game they showed is a game that they showed previously back uh, during E3, but the sequel to Elix, Elix 2. Uh, there was a new story trailer as part of the anniversary showcase on here, and the story trailer does explain what drove Jax, the beaks of, uh, beast of Zaxor, into isolation on there. And I know, Desmond, you played the, the first Elix a little bit on here. Are you looking forward to the second one? Uh, I will probably end up picking it up and playing it. I I cannot I cannot tell a lie. I actually liked Elix. Um, it is chock full of Eurojank, chock full of it. And um, hopefully, uh, because they were purchased by THQ Nordic, uh, they will be able to take some of that jankiness away. I really hope so. I doubt it, but you know, hey, you know, this is this is who they are. You know, they are they are you know janky like prawn bites they are a janky studio but but i'm really hopeful they're like a b-tier studio that has triple a aspirations it's kind of the same thing with like the team that did greedfall too yep where you know spiders spiders yeah the french studio yeah i like on there i like both well i like both those studios i just think that they're out there trying to you know live their lives and make their games and i'm just like okay let's do this so it kind of <clears throat> reminds me of I hate to say it, but like, you know, the aspirations of like old Bioware, you know, where, you know, once Bioware got bought out by EA, everything kind of became too that's rare. Not a bad thing. I think that's 100 percent correct. You know, yeah. I just think and I'm hope, but I'm hopeful that with with their with their acquisition, they have the funding now to to um, use that now in order to um, to make better games. You know, that's 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 what I'm like. Hey, you got picked up by a you know by by a pretty big studio right now. Let's uh, let's get it. You know, let's let, let's get this money. Come on. So that's that that's my hope anyway. But yeah, I'm definitely um, I will definitely well I'll probably pick it up. So that's <laughs> I will probably picking it up, and it'll be janky as it'll be janky as hell, and I will play it for a couple hours, and it'll be fun and. I just like the world they created. The world they created is fun. So, and I think sometimes, sometimes you just gotta, you know, if the world is compelling and it's fun, you know, and it's not terribly broken, then I can have pretty much fun in any game, really, even SpongeBob. Good deal. And that's what they showed. They showed a couple other uh, PC only games, including, I think, Jagged Edge 3, I think, or Jagged Alliance, I think, 3. So. But that's pretty much the console stuff they showed. They also indicated at the end of the showcase that they have 48 other games still in development that they haven't announced. So So look at them being all sassy. But I don't know if you're aware, but uh, THQ Nordic is part of Embracer Group. Embracer Group, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but uh, they're quite big. They're huge. Uh, They're up there with... uh, I would say with the big tentpole like Ubisoft and uh, you know Activision and whatnot. I mean, they recently bought Gearbox. Um, they also have Koch Media, Saber Interactive, as part of uh, their uh, studios on there. So I mean, pretty much they have a, a grip of, uh, of IP and stuff that they're working on, and a lot of uh, companies that they own on here. I mean, they own Good for them. Flying Wild Hog, the developers of Shadow Warrior, and uh, you know a few other studios as well. A lot of uh, you know stuff being worked on. I mean, they've been 
grabbing studios left and right, it seems. So, you know, we'll have to see what comes out of these studios. So good for them. All right. And the next news story I have to talk about is kind of a sad uh, aspect. And, you know, I don't know if you guys have paid attention, but there's been this really uh, um, free-to-play game that's kind of taken off uh, called Splitgate. It kind of takes aspects. It's very Halo uh, influenced, but it has some aspects of Unreal Tournament as well. But the kicker with the game is that you're able to throw portals in kind of like uh with the uh, portal series and use it in your uh you know multiplayer gameplay on there so it's supposed to add the uh kind of extra flavor if need be but uh, uh there was a tweet from of all things kfc gaming <laughs> that stated trigger an entire gaming fan base with one sentence and oh yeah Splitgate responded says Splitgate will have Forge mode before Halo Infinite on there. So shots fired. <laughs> you love it. Like I love it. I love it. Make them squirm. Make mm. them squirm. They know better than this. They of should have course. had that stuff done. So if you got people trying to take your lunch, good. Good. Yeah. I, I I saw some people say like split like uh uh, Microsoft should sue Splitgate because it's so derivative of Halo, but there's other aspects of that game besides Halo, and even though the look of it's very Halo inspired. So, but <laughs> uh, the developers of Splitgate uh, recently received over a hundred million dollars in funding, I guess because of the fact that it's gone to a uh, uh, kind of a big uh, reveal and a uh, really excited launch of it. So they got financing to kind of go in there and, uh, you know, obviously make it, make their money and make a great game for the community. So we'll have to see how well that goes on there. So wow. that's how you, how you get shown up. I got to <laughs> say this. <laughs> You're 343 backed by Microsoft. That everybody keeps saying, oh, yeah, Microsoft got all the money. They got all the money. You're getting shown, uh, you get, you're getting, the gauntlet has been dropped by, at least until recently, an indie studio, you know, before this $100 million of funding. I'm sure now they've got the money to hire some people to get this stuff done and make good on this threat. 343 has such a high bar to hurdle with infinite infinite might be the best game ever made but it will never live up to the hype that it's going to have to surpass Mm. i mean we already know it's not going to be the best game ever made hell it's being gerber babied to death because the game passed but even if it wasn't, they have they have trashed that series, not coming from me, but coming from people who are longtime Halo fans since Bungie left, and have they've taken that series into the dumpster, and it's like how are you, they'll never they'll never be able to dig their way out, and you know the fraction is that the, the the fracturing of this halo infinite is not doing it any favors nope yeah i was listening to the one of the latest episodes of the dodcast i don't know if you still listen to that show or not kev or not but uh 
It's been a while since I listened. I mean, I still download it, but it's been a while since I listened. Uh, they had a guest uh, host, uh, the janitor, which is a some guy that doesn't even go by his first name because he's a programmer and he's on the inside and he's like uh, giving some little comments that what he's heard on the down low. And uh, he mentioned with Halo Infinite talking on the show, he said that he heard everything was like a dumpster fire with the whole development of the game. And he, they even mentioned, well, you know, should the single player be okay? And the multiplayer, the multiplayer should be good. Pete Dodd was kind of trying to, you know, play devil's advocate. And he said that he even heard that the single player and the multiplayer mode are both dumpster fires as well. So <laughs> as far as how, how bad the development uh, mm. of the game wow. is. And, yeah, mm. so he's commenting about that. So we'll have to see mm. in December. But, you know, he basically was commenting on that podcast saying that if they were able to delay it any further, they should. But there's no way out as far as where they're at right now. And they do no have to way out. The, yeah, there is way out. It's called you delay the game until the damn thing is ready to go. No way. And out. you put these people to work. You put these people to work. And you tell them, look, you guys need to make good on this title or we're just going to have to find some other people that can get the job done. No I, mean, I, I mean, the way it sounds, the way it sounds, if, you know, what this guy, the janitor is talking about, it's almost as if the whole thing needs to be started from scratch. Pretty much. Now, now, we're, like now we're putting a lot on this guy whom we don't even know who his first name is assuming what he's even hearing is correct how did, it sounds like this thing should be restarted just just hit the reset button well you know just yeah. the state state and the director now the guy that they put in charge i think the third or, i think he's the fourth director of the project mm. is the same guy they brought in to clean up crackdown three and make it ship shape for it <laughs> <laughs> So he's the same guy from Microsoft Game Studios that uh, was with uh, <laughs> Halo previously with 343. But yeah, he was the same guy that they brought in to firm up and, and get that uh, Crackdown 3 business out the door finally <laughs> on here after it was floundering for a year or two. So. Oh, good luck with it. So... They they got they got yeah. the cleaner you know talk about yeah. Jenner they they got their cleaner so mm. Joseph Staten is the, definitely the cleaner he's cleaning that mess up and whatnot so that's sad and I like Crackdown three don't mind you but we know Jeff <laughs> yes well I mean good for them I guess. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know anymore. Dude. I don't know how you and you're a multi, you a trillion dollar company, and this is okay. I, I kind of wish they put them on a uh, scale bound. I would have loved to see that game finally come out, but you know the what? Game, the you dead. know what? You know what? I think scale bound would have been money better spent if this is what you guys have got with Halo Infinite. Making, I think scale bow would have been money better spent. Y'all making me cry right now. Like, <laughs> got me over here shedding tears. Oh, <laughs> wow. So sad. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. They they got, I mean, I have to say it, but I mean, they've had so many directors. It's not even funny, you know, so. Well, and, the director sets the, the tone yeah. for the entire game. Yeah. How is a programmer supposed to know what the focus of the title is supposed to be when you're on the third or fourth guy? Each one has their own direction. Each one wants to take it in a different in a different way. Yeah, well, the, the, la the last director out. was removed after the hubbub about Craig and everything. So, <laughs> well, well, he should have been gone. I mean, yeah, come on. That's. I mean, that's. Craig is a fireable offense. I mean. <laughs> But but the, the cold thing about it though, there's the cold thing about it is I and I refuse to let people forget about this is that they were perfectly fine with Craig and they were getting ready to launch that <laughs> Craig and all until it became a, a social media meme. So Their biggest Craig franchise got reduced to a social media meme, and they tried to oh yes, well we're rather fond of Craig until it just got so out of control. <laughs> rather it's like. Somebody had to come in and say, "Hold up, hold up, no." So you got to start slapping people. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> what are we doing now? What are we saying now? No, no. Uh -uh. Oh my god, uh -uh. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail. <laughs> we talk about split gate. Well, we don't really know much about split gate, you know. But they will have their forge mode out ahead of Halo. So I think it's funny. there. Oh, it's and, hilarious. This is hilarious. I'm sorry. It, 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 oh, wow. <laughs> I actually have Splitgate on a couple of consoles. I, if you guys are interested in playing, let me know. If not, you know, <laughs> I'll check it out on my own when I get a shot. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You don't know. Free to play? Don't know. Free to play? I don't know. Yeah. All right. And then last news story I have for this episode. There is a new Wipeout game that just got announced this past week on here so yay wipeout you know that wonderful futuristic racer i talked about in my I'm playlist excited. section yes i am excited that ooh, that franchise fantastic yeah but wipeout rush is a new game in playstation's legendary racing series and it's coming to iphone and android in early 2022 no! <laughs> no! I'm still excited, the, not for that. <laughs> the The game will feature "quote unquote" unique card based racing and a single player campaign. What? <laughs> that sounds that sounds whack as hell. <laughs> now, <laughs> why? Why do they hate us? Uh, Wipeout Rush is the being developed by Rogue Games, which is a studio set by a former IGN journalist. I choose my thruster card. No, no. Well, no shade on no shade on no shade on mobile gaming because folks got to get their money. But really, really, that completely takes everything. Out. Oh, yeah, man. this is the quote from the director. Okay, if, if I want that, I visceral... play my shield card. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You know what? And, and the funny thing about it is, like, I'm totally like, I'm kind of okay with certain card battlers, but but when they make sense, but this does not make any sense to me. Like, well, okay, what what did he say, Joe? What? I don't... Okay, this is his quote. If I want that visceral, immersive, intense racing experience, 
all find that waiting on PlayStation. But at the same time, we're delighted that we could rethink Wipeout for mobile with some new uh, fun new play mechanics and gorgeous visuals. I hope fans will come to it with an open mind. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> because although different, we're proud to bring the Wipeout franchise back to focus <laughs> with a fresh take on the formula. So oh. <laughs> Wipeout fans will likely spot returning tracks and ships in the trailer. <laughs> the game will also include a comic book style story and run at 60 frames a second. <laughs> Well, I get to see my deck move at 60 frames per second okay. on my iPhone or Android device. <laughs> Why? That's sad. Uh, like, if, you, if you didn't know, Wipeout was developed by Sony Studio Liverpool, which Sony shut down in 2012 on here um sony liverpool was working on a new wipeout game for ps4 at the time of its demise on here but um ironically if you didn't know we didn't talk about it in our news playstation did buy this studio last week a name fire sprite which was an independent studio a 250 person independent studio from liverpool made up of many former members of sony liverpool so you know they fired them they disbanded the studio they started their own uh, studio on the side with a lot of veterans from that studio, and, and Sony just swiped them up. So, uh, I mean, so. why just just make? See, the only reason why <laughs> I could even get partially excited, partially, is that hopefully this is this is them testing the waters to see if if it is still a viable IP. And if it's still a viable IP, maybe, just maybe, please, we would get a new, an, an actual new um, game. Because he did say, you know, if I if I wanted that visceral thing, I would I would go to PS my 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 PlayStation. PlayStation yeah. So hopefully that's what that means. You know, we have another one coming, and this is like a companion app or 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 something. You know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna could... keep an open mind. I will see if it's free to play or if it's a low barrier to entry and check it out. So I mean, well, tell me how it is, dude. I don't think I I just I've waited for a wipeout game for a very long time, and the fact that they are that they're bringing this to market, I'm just like, oof. I don't know. You know, we haven't talked about Sony's moves a bit. I mean, I know that there's a a new Twisted Metal in development, too, that we haven't talked about. But there's also a Twisted Metal TV show in the works. So. Okay. I mean, whatever. I mean, you know, here's here's the thing. Um, this idea is whack. I'm sorry. I Call me closed-minded. I'll, my mind is closed as a steel trap. Okay, fine. If you want to bring... <laughs> if you want to bring the ex- that kind of excitement to mobile phones and use the wipeout name there is a crap ton of arcade racers on ios and android that you could learn some things from asphalt the asphalt series for one i've never played it i've got relatives who are crazy about it it's like burnout on a tablet the, as, so if you wanted to bring Wipeout to mobile, 
okay, that's great. But saying that you, it, well, if I wanted to, if, for that exhilarating racing, whatever, whatever corporate BS line he just dropped <laughs> to excuse the fact that, that they're turning this <laughs> into a card game. does not hold water because there are a crap ton of mobile arcade racing games and they could have tossed their hat into that ring if they wanted to that's probably easier i don't know who's who was smoking what at that planning meeting this is not what you do with a wipeout game sorry agreed there, I think they're just looking at, they're picking the bones of the IP and the Sony inter- computer entertainment uh, back catalog and seeing what could fit where, you know. That's why Twisted Metal is now a uh, TV show that's being planned. I don't know if you saw that. Anthony Mackie is actually executive producing it and starring in. Well, he needs some, he needs some uh, other, other things to get promotions because. You know, he might be the new Captain America, but he still needs he needs he still needs some money. You know, so I don't blame him for 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 diversifying his funds and all that. But damn, this why why this game? Like why why this one out of everything? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know why either. Because I don't know. Were you clamoring for a twisted metal TV show? I wasn't. So well, uh, I think I nobody know. nobody was clamoring for a twisted metal well, TV show. But I think the reason why they're doing it is because it, number one, uh, there there's name recognition, and number two, it is an is an IP that they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah, that's so, true too. So they're 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 banging on uh, the name, and and trying to get people to, to check it out because they're like, huh, what's this about? Oh, I I remember that from the nineties. <laughs> they, they got the writer for Cobra Kai to do the script. So. Oh, and he's he's pretty hot right now, so. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows what they're going to be doing. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to see how Sweet Tooth kind of is pulled off or not pulled off. We'll see. So, I, 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 I... <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Danny Trejo. This this seems like it's TV series Danny Trejo would be in. You never know. <laughs> you know? And, and the sad thing about it is, like, I can't fault half these people because folks need to get paid. So I'm like, okay. Oh no, I I'll never fault anybody for getting that stacking stacking that paper. But at the same time, we're gonna call into question your. What I'm questioning doing. the executive decisions being made yeah. <laughs> at these at these studios in these office meetings when you turn Wipeout into a card game. I don't I'm get like, it. <laughs> I just don't get it. Uh, I don't know what's next. Like uh, Parappa is like a uh, sim or something. I don't know. Parappa is the real time strategy hip hopper. I mean, yeah, if, they put, if they put if they make Parappa into a into a into a a, a TV series, hell yeah, I'd watch that on Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? Put Tamba on like Cartoon Network or something. I don't know. Hell, but call yeah. me. Call me. <laughs> you just throw money away now. Come on, <laughs> you know. Let put it on some people who really know what's going on. <laughs> I'm serious. You, you got you got the entertainment pulse right there, right? Hey, you you've let me. You give me, you know, uh, what is it? Five hundred five hundred thousand dollars. I'll bring you something <laughs> with pot opera. I'll bring you something. Uh, uh, Eleven star, like uh, Eleven star. Gold grill, right? <laughs> oh, 
like I'll, I'll I'll bring some to you. I don't know what it is. But should we get some? Parappa voiced by Little John. That's news. I'm done with news. Oh man. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've laughed this much on any episode. <laughs> oh, this was so was this was so appreciated. <laughs> this was straight up silliness. Just, just silly. <laughs> Contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com if you've heard anything that you'd like to respond to, or if you yourself would like to be a part of the show and get your opinions on our favorite hobby of gaming out to our listeners, you're going to want to send that email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at gamingvessels, and we also have a Discord server. Then that link can be found on any podcast aggregate that you download this show from, or you can be picked up from our Twitter page. Uh, We would encourage you to join our Discord because we have varying opinions on gaming. Uh, Everybody is very friendly and respectful, but everybody has their own opinions. And ironically, you can have differing opinions without doxing and hurling personal uh, insults at each other. I, I know that's. I know it, it's shocking to to come to that revelation, but indeed such things are possible. And we would. In, I would just uh, invite you to experience some of the the life that you can live uh, if you want to talk about gaming on social media uh, and not be in an echo chamber and but still be respected as a person. I would invite you to join our Discord server at those links that I mentioned. Individually, we have our own social media accounts. I can be found on Twitter at Shonuff71, that's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. On PSN, I can be found at Shonuff7, same spelling with seven at the end. Xbox, I'm Shonuff071, same spelling with 071 at the end. Steam, I am Shonuff71, same spelling as originally. And my Switch friend code, is 7658-2155-3309. So, Dez, where can folks get a hold of you at, man? Oh, my gosh, yes. You can find me at Twitter at the Nemo 6 That's T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. And uh, on PSN and Steam, you can find me on uh, at Nemo Ticker. That's N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. And on Nintendo, you can find me at 52... Eight zero six six seven four four five one nine. And as always, please, if you message us to be our friend, let us know how you heard about us. Talk about tell us you gaming vessels or something else. You know that way we're t- talking to people, not bots. Joe, it's funny, uh, real quick. Joe uh, had his uh, had his video camera on this whole time, so we saw his his big pinata head. You know, kind of. <laughs> And he keeps changing the background. He's got a crazy Donkey Kong one right now. So he was very distracting, but but we love him anyway. So, Joe, where can people find you, buddy? Uh, they could find me. Uh, my address is at – no, wait. Um, I'm at uh, <laughs> Joe Fongul at, uh, on Twitter, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. Uh, PSN and Steam, I'm under the username Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. 
when I'm uh, botting it up on the Xbox, playing all my favorite Game Pass bangers, uh, you can find, <laughs> find me under Kamunagara, same username, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A-6-9-9-5. So I, I can get 6-9, but I got the 9-5 at the end, so oh well. And then my Nintendo friend code, 4712-5953-1409. All right, and before we close out the show, special shout-out to those who responded to our question of the week. Thank you, Gerald, from our Discord server, and thank you, Fred French 2017 from our Twitter, <clears throat> from our Twitter page. Uh, and again, I don't want to let an episode go by without thanking our listeners, those who participate, uh, who have participated in our main event questions, uh, and those that listen to us on a weekly basis, because without you guys, we're just three old farts just yapping in the internet ether. <laughs> so. Yep. <laughs> all righty so that's gonna bring uh episode 142 a close for trader joe aka the food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar and for des aka the bay area terror aka the high res hater aka the cat daddy aka the gamer step daddy no i'm <laughs> I am Joe Nuff 71, a.k.a. Digger Dulamite. Purple bling bling, yo. And we will be back next week with episode 141. Peace. Call grills for your grill. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking that out. <laughs> 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 <laughs>